Welcome to Come Along With Me, a podcast for fans who finished all 10 seasons of Adventure Time and want to journey back through the land of Ooh in an episode-by-episode analysis of Cartoon Network's most mathematical TV show. I am Laura the Human. And I'm KK, also the Human. This is Chapter 1.23, Rainy Day Daydream, boarded by Pendleton Ward. In this episode of Come Along With Me, we imagine a world full of butt jokes. This podcast contains full spoilers for all of Adventure Time. If you haven't finished the series, turn back now. Stuck inside all day by a turbulent knife storm, Finn and Jake try to find something fun to do. Bimo is no help, so Jake says they can try using their imagination. Finn refuses. He would rather die than be imaginative. But Jake starts things off by imagining the floor is lava. Surprise! Everything he imagines becomes real. Jake says he can't turn it off, but he can imagine an off switch upstairs in their bedroom. The heroes make their way through invisible obstacles, including angry trolls, riddle masters, snakes, and cute girls. Finn finds the switch and turns it off. Without his imagination, Jake becomes monotone and boring, so Finn finally caves and retreats to his own imagination to turn the switch back on. Inside his mindscape are a few dainty creatures, but he succeeds and Jake is returned to normal. Okay, KK. This is a great episode, and I'm looking forward to diving into it. But first, I have something really important to ask you. Go on. Were you you aware that Adventure Time had a MOBA? A MOBA? Yes, a multiplayer online battle arena game. Oh my. Yes, uh, the genre uh, is a very fancy and weird name for games like League of Legends or Dota, uh, where you kind of are like in a top-down perspective and you do like usually a 5v5 game uh, with other players. Uh, They had one, I believe it was called Adventure Time Battle Arena, where you did 3v3 games and you could play like as just a ridiculous number of Adventure Time characters. Dang, that sounds amazing. Yeah, there was like... Obviously, like, Finn and Jake were in it, but you could be Marceline, Ice King, uh, Fiona, like, uh, just a lot. Like, I think you could play as Betty. Like, it was a lot of characters. Um, And, yeah, it it shut down, it looks like, three years ago or so. And I am so sad I'm never going to get the chance to play it. (laughs) Jeez, O'Pete, that is really cool. I can't believe I'd never heard of that before. Yeah, me neither. It it doesn't seem like it got much of an audience, which doesn't surprise me too much. MOBA kind of has a reputation for being, like, very attractive for the hardcore gamers, TM. So I can see why a lot of them wouldn't necessarily be interested in a kind of silly Adventure Time one. But honestly, it's kind of a shame that it's gone now, you know? Well, I'm a pretty hardcore gamer, and I play Bloons Adventure Time Tower mm. Defense, so... Mm. Uh, so, so KK, uh, <laughs> what, what are your elite stats then? <laughs> um, well, I've unlocked Flame Princess and I have Abracadaniel as one of my companions. So that's pretty cool. 
And what's your ranking in the international balloons uh, competitive uh, community? Yeah, like, like so high. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so good. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm very sad from a game game preservationist standpoint that I'm never going to get to play this MOBA. But I don't know. I just had to share this with everyone because I need the world to know. Okay, so. Back to the episode, Rainy Day Daydream. What was your favorite part? Could I say the entire episode? Because honestly, this is great. (laughs) (laughs) But in a more serious thing, just the concept of a knife storm. Yeah, it's very, very cool. And I think we see this one more time in the um, pillow episode. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it, it has the same sort of feeling of, you know, when it's really storming outside and you don't want to go outside, except... You will get stabbed. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a risk of lightning. You will get stabbed. My favorite part is the fact that the riddle master can't think of a riddle because (laughs) Jake can't think of a riddle. It's perfect. The riddle cometh. uh, mm, What's a riddle? (laughs) What's a riddle that's really easy to solve? Oh, it's beautiful. Okay. <laughs> this episode is so weird because it begins with Finn being like, I refuse to be imaginative. Right. That's such a weird hill to die on, Finn. <laughs> like, it would be weird for any character. It's the type of thing that you would expect to be in, like, a really on-the-nose cartoon where the, the villain is, like, a stuffy principal or something. Not your 12-year-old main character. And B, I mean, Finn has definitely been imaginative before, right? Yeah, right? I Like, <laughs> I think there's a case to be made that this whole episode is one big, you know, play date session between Jake and Finn, starting with Finn saying, I won't be imaginative, and Jake being like, okay, well, now my imagination is real, and Finn playing along there, so. So do you think it was that Finn was genuinely starting off being kind of uh, contrarian or do you think it was Finn being like okay so the premise for a play date that we're gonna do is I'm gonna pretend that I hate imagination and Jake has to convince me to be imaginative yeah so I like deliberately imagining that he's not imaginative exactly I I, I, re- I like that interpretation because I just like the hijinks of the whole concept of the episode um, of the of these two boys like playing off each other with a twist and the Finn not seeing anything and Jake seeing everything. I mean, it's very fun. And I think that's probably what was going on, but this is ooh, So I do need to put forward the theory that no, this all really happened. And for some <laughs> reason, everything uh, Jake imagined that one day just became real. Jake is and already we're... so OP. Can you imagine if his, if he could just summon things to life with his imagination? Well, A, we would definitely all die because he would imagine something stupid like everybody has turned into a fart one day. Um, And that would be awful. B, I don't think it necessarily would have have to been Jake. It could have just been, yeah, uh, so look forward this week to uh, sunny sunny skies on Monday and Tuesday. We have a knife storm coming in with a imagination reality front. Uh, So uh, just be aware of that and read some very boring business textbooks. So speaking about imaginative characters, BMO, it's the first real BMO time. What? Do you think 
of the stars in the sky. Isn't that what he says? <laughs> it's a game that he made himself called Conversation Parade. Conversation. <laughs> it has no discernible mechanics? Question mark? That it is seems- an interesting thought. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems to be an excuse for, for him to sing half poetry <laughs> and talk to his friends. It it's is adorable. very, very BMO. It is very BMO. That's also the first thing Finn says to Jake. He's like, can you imagine BMO has his batteries back and invented a better game? <laughs> <sighs> There's so much fun things that they imagine in this episode. Uh... I like the trolls. I like the hot babes that we can't see. (laughs) If you didn't only exist in my imagination, I'd want to have your babies. That's what Jake (laughs) says. It doesn't count as cheating because they don't exist. (laughs) And also they have sort of the, I think uh, you see the little like love nook of Lady Rainicorn and Jake with the chocolates and a picture of her. It's very cute. It's adorable. Um, it's kind of up in that smaller tree branch. We rarely go up there, but it's cute. It's very cute. Yeah, it was uh, a nice episode. That's sort of a bonus of this episode, too, is getting to see a lot more of the treehouse. So at the end, Finn turns off the imagination machine, and Jake becomes extremely boring and dull. And A, I really love that trope. I think it's fun to see boring Jake. And B, I like that Finn specifically describes Jake as bombastic (laughs) yeah i am perfectly bombastic and then jake tries to play his viola but it comes off like as a single screeching note because he doesn't have the creativity to put multiple notes together anymore i also like that they both just start going harder and harder into like i remembereth dost thou not remembereth (laughs) like oh boy also question and we might have to censor this But does Finn just straight up say the word crap? Finn says the word crap. Straight up. Okay, so I didn't just, like, mishear that. (laughs) No, that is straight in my notes. Finn just said crap, huh? (laughs) So, I mean, from a linguistic perspective, it makes sense. You know, just because they have all these new fun swear words doesn't mean that the old ones have gone out. But how did that get... On TV. I don't know. I don't know how that got past the censors of a a Cartoon Network. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I was looking at the um, censorship page on the Adventure Time wiki because I was curious about this. The crap line did get censored in, I think, Australia and the Philippines, but I'm surprised it wasn't more places. Hmm. Australia and the Philippines also censored another line from this episode. You want to take a guess at what it was? Uh, uh uh-oh, now you're uppercutting his family. No, that makes too much, like, sense. They cut out the line, oh, wow, look at that knife storm, or something like that. (laughs) What? Yeah, the, the, the thing where Finn's like, that knife storm is really coming down, gets cut out. That's amazing. I have no idea why. If you're from Australia or the Philippines and you have some sort of knowledge of the censorship rules please tell me because i i need to know okay there's a very very arguably the most important part of this episode which is that when uh jake's imagination goes into overdrive he says he imagined his mom naked 
So once again, the great Jake nudist question continues here because she's always naked. Does that mean he's picturing her without a hat on? Uh, Does she also wear spider silk clothing? Does it mean perhaps she's, that's imagining her shaved? Oh, man. We're just never going to get a satisfying answer to this. We're never. And I I also need to bring up that if if it is just not wearing accessories like a hat and earrings or whatever, Jake's dad, whose name I'm blanking on, doesn't wear a hat until after. Joshua, of course, doesn't wear a hat until after Jake and uh, Jerome are born. So what does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) I hate this show. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Other character analysis, arguably less interesting than the nudist question. In Finn's imagination, Joe. Dome? Welcome to the Imagination Dome. Welcome to the Imagination Dome. (laughs) Now, in Jake's, in Finn's Imagination Zone, he meets, like, a dainty little pixie, and Finn is super embarrassed because he doesn't want anything, quote-unquote, dainty in his head. And the pixie is like, well, maybe I represent your oppressed desire for civilization. (laughs) And I just, thoughts. I'm opening the floor to thoughts about this. Uh, I mean, let's be honest, it's a tinge of the, the old homophobia, but mm. just a little tinge of it, I think. Just a little. And I think we can, we're going to read it differently. We're going to be generous. I mean, he's a rowdy boy. I think rowdiness does not have to be attributed to a particular gender. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, anyone who wants to be a tough, tough person doesn't necessarily want these dainty butts all up in their imagination. Because every single character he imagines has something to do with its butt. Hmm. Is that the conflict between his desire for for base rowdiness and also civilization? The yes, rowdiness rep- is represented by butts. Um, <laughs> I think the civilization stuff going into maybe deeper analysis than was ever intended is we know Finn has a crush on Princess Bubblegum, a pretty obvious crush, which is always very interesting because, you know, it does very much feel like baby's first crush in the sense that he and Princess Bubblegum really don't have very much in common and he can't see that. But, you know, she's she's sophisticated and pretty and fancy. And even if he disdains all these things, clearly he does desire it or he wouldn't be crushing on Princess Bubblegum as much as he is, right? That's a really good interpretation. So, I don't know. I think maybe part of it is, you know, we see him struggle a lot in the coming seasons with the fact that Princess Bubblegum just isn't into him, partly because they are so different, and maybe he wishes that he could be someone that she she liked more. They are very different, but also Princess Bubblegum has got a touch of rowdy boy in her. Let's be real. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, I just don't. Finn certainly doesn't know that at this point. (laughs) So yeah, this is a really fun episode. It's so creative. It's so pretty. Uh, Like, I don't know. It's just so much fun. I'd say the only thing that that makes it atypical from the rest of season one of Adventure Time is its moral is, again, extremely straightforward. Imagination is fun and good. Imagination is fun and good, which is a good moral. A bit of a typical cartoon moral, to be honest. I feel like there was a lot of stories like that growing up in the 90s and early 2000s. Well, it's a nice one. It's easy and nice. It's a nice nice. one. I'm not complaining. I'm just making an observation. 
Uh, what happens to the knives after it storms? Options. A, uh, they get soaked into the soil. B, they evaporate. C, they just lie there until people take them because people need knives in this world. I don't know. Is there a D? Uh, they're collected to be recycled in the knife uh, garbage dump. So do they all end up in, like, Raggedy Princess's domain? <laughs> Maybe. She has a lot of knives. You don't know that about her, but she has so many knives. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of good linguistics biz in this episode. Finn says, barf that. Jake, what the hey, hey. What the stuff. And cram as a interjection. <laughs> cram! Cram! <laughs> the, the fact that they have all these other silly swear words makes the fact that you flat out swear so much weirder. <laughs> I know! Even in this one episode, they have other swear words. Four other ones. Uh, maybe they just... Maybe the, the, the censors watching it just got distracted by all these silly ones and were like, clearly that's not what they said. They said something silly and I misheard and moved on. <laughs> anyway, um... I, I can see why this is Pendleton Ward's favorite episode from season one. Even if it is kind of weird that he's the only storyboarder on it. I wonder what the story behind that is. Uh, Laura, what kind of media rec do you have for us today? I'm going to uh, recommend another animated TV show, kind of an older one. Phineas and Ferb. Uh, just such a delightful early 2000s show. Um, which was a very deliberate lampooning of the structure, like the, the paint-by-number structure of so many cartoons from that period, where every episode follows a very similar formula, where Phidias and Ferb, who are stepbrothers, decide that they're going to build something ridiculous that day. They do so. Uh, meanwhile, their pet platypus sneaks off to defeat an evil scientist called Dr. Diffensmertz. And at the end, the shenanigans between the platypus and the evil scientist destroy all trace of whatever shenanigans Phineas and Ferb got up to, uh, thus meaning that their parents never catch on. It's, it's so fun. It's so delightful. It's very all about the importance of imagination and creativity. And I just love it. And Olivia Olsen is in it. Yes, Olivia Olsen is in it. She plays uh, Dr. Diefenspirch's daughter, which is, and also is very uh, too cool teenager, uh, very much tied with the antics of her father. <laughs> also, and Laura elucidated this for me recently, Olivia Olsen is the little girl who sings All I Want for Christmas is You in Love Actually, which is a delight. I mean... Not the film so much, but Not that the part film is. So much, but that part is really. <laughs> Are we gonna get uh, Love Actually fans? We'll, we'll yes. save it. We'll save it for the Patreon, I guess. <laughs> Thank you for joining KK and Laura the Humans on Come Along with Me. If you like what we're doing, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. You can also email us at adventuretimepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Come Along With Me, where the last E is a three, and Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, and TikTok at Adventure Time Pod. Now come on, grab your friends, and go to very distant lands. <laughs>